Today is the seventh day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we gather again around the global campfire and do what we do every day. Pick up the story where we left it off. We are out in the deserts near the mountain of God, Mount Sinai. Moses is hearing from God. Things are being established and we're learning about it. Exodus chapter 26 and 27 today. The curtain that forms the dwelling itself you shall make with ten panels of fine woven linen with blue, purple, and scarlet material. Decorate them with cherubim which are to be the work of a skillful craftsman. The length of each panel of the curtain is to be 42 feet, and the width of each panel six feet. All the panels are to be the same size. Five panels of the curtain are to be connected together into one panel, and the other five panels are to be connected together into one. Attach blue loops to the edge of the last panel in the first set of curtains. In the same way, attach loops to the edge of the last panel of the second set. Make 50 loops for the edge of the first set of curtains and make 50 loops for the edge of the second set of curtains. The loops are to be opposite one another. Make 50 gold clasps and connect the two sets of curtains to each other with the clasps so that the dwelling becomes one connected piece. You shall make panels for a curtain made from goat's hair, to serve as a tent over the dwelling. Make eleven panels. The length of each panel is to be forty-five feet, and the width of each panel six feet. The eleven panels are to be the same size. Connect five panels of the curtain into one unit, and connect six panels into another unit. Fold the sixth panel of the curtain over the front edge of the tent. Attach 50 loops to the edge of the last panel of one set of curtains and 50 loops to the edge of the last panel in the second set. Make 50 bronze clasps and put the clasps into the loops to join the two pieces of the tent together so that it forms one unit. The excess part of the curtains that form the tent, which is left over, that is, the half curtain that is extra, is to hang down over the back of the dwelling. The 18 inches left over on one side and the 18 inches left over on the other side, all along the length of the tent coverings, are to be left hanging down over the sides of the dwelling on either side to cover it. You shall also make a covering for the tent made from ram skins dyed red and a covering made from hides of sea cows to go above that one. You shall make upright boards of acacia wood to serve as a framework for the dwelling. The length of each board is to be 15 feet, and the width of each board is to be 27 inches. There are to be two pegs on each board for connecting them to the next board. That is the way you are to make all the boards for the dwelling. Make these boards for the dwelling. Make 20 boards for the south side, Make 40 socket bases of silver to be placed under the 20 boards. Two sockets to go under the first board to hold its two pegs 
and two sockets to go under the next board for its two pegs. For the second side of the dwelling, the north side, make 20 boards with 40 socket bases of silver, two sockets to go under the first board and two sockets to go under the next board. For the far side of the dwelling, the west side, make six boards, then make two boards for each of the back corners of the dwelling. For the two corners, there are to be twin boards from the bottom to the top, but they are to be joined at the top by one ring. Both corner pieces are to be made like this. Altogether, there will be eight boards with silver socket bases, 16 socket bases, two socket bases to go under each board. You shall make crossbars of acacia wood, five crossbars for the boards on one side of the dwelling, five crossbars for the boards on the other side of the dwelling, and five crossbars for the boards on the back side of the dwelling on the west. The middle bar, placed halfway up the boards, shall pass through from one end of the boards to the other end. Overlay the boards with gold. Attach gold rings to them to hold the crossbars, and overlay the crossbars with gold. You shall set up the dwelling according to the design that is being shown to you on the mountain. You shall make a special veil of blue, purple, and scarlet material and of fine woven linen decorated with cherubim. It shall be made as the work of a skillful craftsman. Hang it on four posts of acacia wood overlaid with gold, which stand on four socket bases of silver. The hooks are to be made of gold. Hang up the veil below the spot where the clasps join the two parts of the dwelling. Then bring the Ark of the Testimony inside the veil. The veil shall separate the holy place from the most holy place for you. You shall put the atonement seat on top of the Ark of the Testimony in the most holy place. You shall set the table outside the veil, and the lampstand opposite the table on the south side of the dwelling. You shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the entry to the tent from blue, purple, and scarlet material and a fine woven linen, the work of an embroiderer. Make five posts of acacia wood to support the screen and overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be gold and you shall cast five bronze socket bases for them. You shall make the altar of acacia wood, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. The altar shall be square, and it shall be four and a half feet high. You shall make horns on its four corners. These horns are to be made as one piece with the altar, and you are to overlay the altar with bronze. Make pails to take away its fat-drenched ashes. Make shovels, basins, meat hooks, and fire pans for the altar. Make all its utensils of bronze. Make a grate for it which is a latticework of bronze, and make four bronze rings for the four corners of the latticework grate. Set the grate in place below the top edge of the altar, so that the grate rests halfway down from the top of the altar. Make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. These poles are to be put through the rings on the two sides of the altar whenever it is carried, you are to make the altar hollow, with sides made of boards. They are to make it as it is being shown to you on the mountain. 
you shall make the courtyard for the dwelling. For the south side of the courtyard there shall be hangings of fine woven linen, 150 feet long for that side. There shall be 20 posts for it, and their 20 socket bases shall be bronze. The hooks for the posts and the connectors shall be silver. In the same way, for the north side, there shall be hangings 150 feet long with 20 posts and 20 bronze socket bases. The hooks for the posts and their connectors shall be silver. For the courtyard on the west side, there shall be hangings 75 feet wide with 10 posts and 10 socket bases. The width of the courtyard on the east side shall be 75 feet. The hangings on one side of the entry gate shall be 22 feet 6 inches wide with three posts and three socket bases. For the other side there shall be hangings 22 feet 6 inches wide with three posts and three socket bases. For the entryway into the courtyard there shall be a screen 30 feet wide made of blue, purple and scarlet material and a fine woven linen, the work of an embroiderer. Make four posts for it and four socket bases. All the posts around the courtyard shall be connected with silver. Their hooks shall be silver and their socket bases bronze. The length of the courtyard shall be 150 feet and the width 75 feet on both ends. The height of the hangings of fine woven linen shall be seven and a half feet. Its socket bases shall be bronze. All the utensils for all the services of the dwelling, all its tent stakes, and all the stakes for the courtyard shall be bronze. You shall command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil from beaten olives for the light, so that the lamp may burn every night. In the tent of meeting, in front of the veil which is in front of the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall tend to the lamp before the Lord from evening to morning. This shall be a permanent regulation throughout their generations for the people of Israel. Matthew 25, 1-30 At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish ones took their lamps, they did not take any oil with them, but the wise took oil in their containers with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, the bridegroom! Come out to meet him! Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, No, there may not be enough for us and for you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were away buying oil, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other virgins also came and said, Lord, Lord, let us in. But he answered, Amen, I tell you, I do not know you. Therefore, Keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. You see, the kingdom of heaven is like a man going on a journey. 
He called his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two talents, and to still another one talent, each according to his own ability. Then he went on his journey. The servant who had received the five talents immediately put them to work and gained five more talents. In the same way, the servant who had received the two talents gained two more. But the servant who had received one talent went away, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those two servants came and settled accounts with them. The servant who received the five talents came and brought five more talents. He said, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. The servant who received the two talents came and said, Master, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the servant who received one talent came and said, Master, I knew that you are a hard man, reaping where you did not plant and gathering where you did not scatter seed. Since I was afraid, I went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master answered him, You wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I did not plant and gather where I did not scatter seed? Well, then you should have deposited my money with the bankers so that when I came back, I would get my money back with interest. Take the talent away from him and give it to the servant who has the ten talents, because everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. But the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Throw that worthless servant into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Psalm 31, 1-8 Into your hands I commit my spirit. For the choir director, a psalm by David, a declaration of confidence. In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness deliver me. Turn your ear toward me. Hurry, rescue me. Be a rock where I take refuge, a fortified place that saves me. Yes, you are my rocky cliff and my stronghold. For the sake of your name, you will lead me and guide me. You will pull me out of the net that they hid for me because you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, the God of truth. I hate those who keep worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercy because you saw my affliction. You knew the distress of my soul. You have not left me in the hand of the enemy. 
You have made my feet stand in a wide, open space. Proverbs 8, 1 through 11. Do you hear wisdom calling out? Do you hear understanding raising her voice? On the hills, above the roads, she takes her stand at the crossroads, beside the gates leading into the city. At the entrance to the doorways, she cries out, I call to you men and I raise my voice to the people. You gullible people, get good judgment. You fools, take this to heart. Listen, because I am speaking noble thoughts. I open my lips to speak upright things, for my mouth declares truth, but wickedness is disgusting to my lips. All the words from my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. All of them are clear to those who have understanding, and they are upright to those who find knowledge. Accept my discipline instead of silver. Accept knowledge rather than fine gold, because wisdom is better than gems, and anything you may desire cannot equal her. Okay, so for the last couple of days in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus has been talking about existential things, the end of times, apocalyptic things. And so we've been exploring that as he's been saying it. Coming off of that, Jesus tells a couple of parables and they're, they're designed to show us what God's kingdom is like, but they're a continuation of this discussion on the end times and they seal this point that our posture for the kingdom of heaven should be no different from our posture toward like the end of time. And so in the first story, Jesus tells these the, the story of 10 bridesmaids who went to the wedding feast. The bridegroom didn't arrive yet, so the women had to wait. And as they waited, that's when the differences, the distinctions between them were revealed. They came there looking the same, but half of them had brought extra oil for their lamps. They were prepared. The other half were not. That's the distinction. And so when the oil ran out, the ones that were unprepared had to go get prepared. And when they went to get prepared, they missed out on what they were waiting for. But those who were prepared were allowed in to the wedding feast. So, prepared, awake, aware. This is what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about the end times. To, to not be freaked out, to understand that it's rebirth and to understand what's going on and be awake and alert and prepared. So in the second story, Jesus talks about a master who's going away and he's going to be gone a while. And so he provides resources to three different servants with, with the instructions that they would steward the resources. And so the master's gone for a long time. He comes back and there's an accounting and two of those servants had doubled what they had been given and they were invited. They were invited to be delighted in by their master. 
Well done, my good and faithful servants. And then the third servant came forward, and he had been fearful. He had been fearful of his master's reputation, maybe fearful of his own abilities. What he did was bury, bury what his master gave him in the ground, and so he had that. He did not lose that. He did not lose his master's resources. But he had taken no risk. He had furthered them in no way. They were buried in the ground. And the master wasn't favorable to that. To those who use well what they are given, Jesus said, even more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. So Jesus reminds us that we have to stay prepared, aware, vigilant, while while stewarding whatever he has given us to work with. It's what we need. It doesn't matter what we have. It doesn't matter if we feel prepared or not. It doesn't matter if we don't feel like we have enough. We're supposed to be like we're supposed to be using what we have to bring light and life and good news into the world. And as we see from this example, if we steward what we have, we will steward what we need as the need increases because our responsibility does. And that, that helps us look into the Proverbs today. Accept my discipline instead of silver. Accept knowledge rather than fine gold. Because wisdom is better than gems. Anything you may desire cannot equal her. Father, we thank you once again for the gift of your word and the gift of community to go day by day through it and explore it together. And we are seeing today, be prepared and use what you have. Be available where you are, how you are. And we can translate that into all kinds of things, into all kinds of programs that we see in, in our churches and just all kinds of really, really good work. But if we just kind of push that all away and say, like, how does this land in my own life, in my own heart? What does it look like for me to be prepared in my life, available for you, Lord? And ironically, that is so easy. It's, it's to those who are the closest to us. That's where it begins. We have to love them the hardest, right? That's where it begins and then it spills and spills and spills. Because if we can't get it right in our house, we're not going to get it right in the world. We can, we can know what the internet needs to do or what the world needs to do, but we can't figure out what we need to do. And that is what you're helping us learn, Jesus. It's inside. Think about it. Be aware. Be aware of the implications of your life and the impact of your life. What are you bringing, light or darkness? Are you awake? Are you aware? Because you have what you need right now to take the next step. And so come Holy Spirit and let us see that next step. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. 
That is the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. So check it out. Indeed. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. I was mentioning we got the brand new design, the brand new hat design in for this year. We've had Daily Audio Bible hats forever and ever, but we really upgraded them last year. And so we have the logo one. And now for this year, we have the established one. And uh, this quarter... We have uh, my favorite one. It's it's khaki and moss with the established uh, logo in, in leather. You can check it out in the Daily Audio Bible Shop, but those are available while they last. And so check, yeah, check it out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, very humble gratitude. We can't, I mean, there is no global campfire if we're not here. And so thank you deeply. We're in this together. And that's why we have this place of togetherness. Uh, there is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, Deb family. I heard on the February 3rd Deb podcast. This is for the young man who just lost his son to an overdose and had lost his wife five months prior. He is angry and confused and he doesn't understand why God hates him. I can't imagine the depth of this man's pain. I can only imagine the end sorrow and loneliness he feels. My prayer for this young man, as well as for all of us who may one day find ourselves dealing with such tremendous loss, will turn toward Jesus and not away from him. That he allows God to turn his anger into compassion and his bitterness into shalom. For our God is not a God of hate. He is a, he is a God of grace and mercy. He is a God of peace and healing. And I ask this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is John from Texas calling in today for again for my amazing wife. She continues to battle and fight through tinnitus, and I pray continued blessing, healing for the very marrow of her bones, joy to her soul, encouragement to her spirit, and for all those in our community who are also struggling with tinnitus. Pray the Lord's healing hand deliver, heal, and set free from this affliction. It's impossible to know as an individual what it's like, because you can't see it, it's on the inside, it's in, in their head and in their brain and in 
never stops. And so we pray continually for healing, for deliverance, for breakthrough, for restoration, for vindication, for the promises of God that say, I will heal all your sickness and cure all your diseases. Community, appreciate your prayers. Shalom, Daily Audio Bible. This is Dwayne from Wisconsin. All praise and glory to our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us continue to pray for our children. Amanda called in. Take us to pray for her oldest daughter, Sydney, uh, who has an uh, autopsy um, to see if it's benign, uh, a health issue there. So we pray that it is, and uh, all is well with that by now, but uh, we pray and lift that up, that Amanda's daughter, Sydney, will be well and uh, get treatment uh, for what she needs. Uh, she's also newly married, so we want to lift that up and congratulations and pray for that marriage. I know there's, um, with all marriages, uh, coming from two different uh, directions, me and my own life, uh, with my marriage, uh, same thing. Uh, so we ask that the Lord be with that understand and patience and that they for guidance. Susan, God's yellow flower, called in, would like us to continue to pray for her son. What a blessing that she is taking care of her son, uh, doing this with uh, God's grace. Uh, we pray that God will be with her and strengthen uh, her during this time and be with her son. And if it is will, touch him with his healing hand. And then uh, you also said that your daughter has uh, nodules on her breasts. So we pray that uh, that will be addressed and taken care of and uh, going forward she'll be healthy. So we lift this up to you, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and God bless. And remember the same Lord and Savior that can save us or has can save our children as well. Hello Dabbers, this is Kay from Ohio. I want to pray for Tootsie from Central Texas and you called in regards to your son-in-law and his rare condition is battling right now. I just want to let you know that God just said to trust the process. Just trust the process. You might not like the path that and what he's going to have to go through. Trust the process. God is in it. He sees it. And he's having compassion on all of you. Trust God through this. I know it hurts. But God is faithful and he is so kind. Be blessed.